with Loz Taylor and Christian Carlisle. Living legend Ben Barlow of Neck Deep is joining us in this episode to talk early days in the Wrexham scene, melted gummy bear throat coat and concussions, and clearing nightclub dance floors with impromptu MCing. How are you doing? Are you all right? Good man, yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, Christmas has lifted <laughs> my spirits a bit, weirdly, because normally I'm like a proper Scrooge about things. And I'm just like, I don't really get excited about things, especially Christmas, until like it happens, really. But this year, I think because it's been so shit in other areas, it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> yeah. actually, like not so bad, really. Yeah, you're like, crack, we'll crack on with it this year because I'm not touring and stuff. <laughs> got nothing else on, yeah. So I may as well be you know, let out the inner child a bit, really. So, yeah. Yeah. What have you asked for for Christmas, Ben? What's on your Christmas list? I, I've just asked for loads of cooking stuff, really. Yeah, nice. Like, yeah, I'm not like, you like cooking. Is that a new thing, yeah. or is that something you've been doing well uh, in the downtime? Um, I've always, I've always loved food, and I've always like been pretty passionate about food. And I've, but I think yeah, since since the lockdown, I like at least started not taking it seriously, but just trying to get better at it. And um, yeah, I enjoy it quite a lot. To be fair, like. Um, What's your speciality dish then? What's your what's your like what your showstopper? What what you cook when people um, come around? I don't know. Straight into cooking. Yeah, you got you man. And like, like the well, recipes. Yeah, I I don't know because like it it varies. Sometimes I I'll like I've done this I've done this like um, sticky pork thing before a couple of times and that's always been a banger. But the last few because I've been cooking. Um, cooking like veggie vegan for the last like two months in the house like not nice. gone full veg vegan but like just eating sustainably like just eating way less meat and dairy Balance, and... balancing it out a bit more yeah and like I, i'll, I'll yeah. eat meat if like i'm up in, like if i go on my mum's and she's like oh do you want this better or roast like, you know what i mean yeah yeah but yeah, um yeah, i haven't I haven't cooked meat or anything for a while so that's not as good as a, ve- a veggie vegan thing but i do a pretty mean roast and i do some good like italian stuff too nice um, cool getting people is all good i'm trying to think oh i made loaded potato skins today for the first time and they were bad. nice they were good so just anything really man i'll see something and just kind of be like i'm gonna have a crack at that i made ramen in the summer and that took it was me stood over a pot of boiling <laughs> not vegan absolutely not vegan <laughs> me stood over a pot of boiling bones for about 12 hours i got up at 6 a.m and was just sweating over this pot and it actually turned out pretty good. So yeah, yeah. I've literally just done that myself. I made I made a, a nice big turkey broth, boiled it, nice. broiled boiled a turkey carcass for twelve hours. That nice. will stink up your house. Something oh, mate. special. Yeah. The, the the I I use I had to use uh, pigs trotters. Oh wow. Jesus, wow. <laughs> mate! It smelled like my dog's breath. Like just the general <laughs> smell of it was like dog breath. And um, at one point, because I went and got them, and uh, I was I, I got home and I had to cut them down, but I didn't have anything that could cut through it. I had to go oh. in my garden, yes, like, like a, a wood saw. <laughs> and I was in my garden sawing through uh, pig trotters, and I think my neighbours might have thought I was mutilating a corpse or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was psycho. grim. Dude. It yeah. was yeah, it was proper grim. I started yeah. like a bag of you, flesh. Your neighbor's looking out the window thinking, well this quarantine has really started to get to him, hasn't it? The <laughs> yeah. Lads. Yeah. I am um, yeah. slightly different now, but I was talking to my girlfriend about like just cooking. And um obviously we haven't been in the house that we're in long. And um she 
obviously when we, when we did move in for a good portion of that time leading up to COVID and stuff like that, we've been on tour quite solidly. So like, as you, as you probably know, moving into a place and being on tour, it's quite hard to get everything in place when you're going away and coming back and my girlfriend doesn't drive. So it's like on me to be like picking stuff up and collecting stuff and all that. So it took us a little while to get going. And anyway, I said, Oh, I might, I might cook something. And she like, just turned and looked at me and was like, (laughs) she goes, I don't think you've cooked since we moved in. And I was like, what? She was like, do you think you've cooked a meal in our kitchen since we moved in? I was like, actually. And we worked out it's been two years I've lived here and not cooked a meal. And I was like, I just seem like such a like sexist pig at this point. I was like, so sorry. So the next day I was like in there, pinny, like apron on. Just like, yeah. I've got to change the aprons shit. on, mate. It's serious. Yeah, I, was just, sure. I was just like, oh my God, I feel so bad. So yeah, that's it's not good that, but yeah, just, yeah, just no. felt so I, you got to share this. Who cooks normally then? What do, you, what do you do for food then normally? Do you order shit or do you, does she cook? Well, at the moment, because of COVID, she's been working from home and I keep, I'm going to and from Sheffield. So like, I'll, I'll be in Sheffield still and I'll buy over get stuck in a bit of traffic and she's just kind of like well i'm here, here at home so i'll get the tea on you know what i mean and it just it's just worked out that way so it's, it's, just been it's that- the opposite way for me man like everyone i live with is like working all day and i'm sat at home like twiddling my fingers just like sat with my dog and i'm like yeah yeah i'm gonna I'm, cook some of it I'm yeah. the exact same. I'm stuck because I've been working from home. I'm no, no, you're just like, making me look like well, an awful person. <laughs> like I've got nothing better. Yeah, to we're do. just I'll, 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 I'll cook this slab of pork for the next sixteen hours. Why not? It's, I'm not yeah. going. Anywhere. I got time, yeah. mate. I got time. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel bad now, so I'm going to probably have to cook a couple of times. I again. think so. I think you definitely need to make use. It's a nice kitchen as well, Lawrence. That's the thing. <laughs> you got all everything in jars. That's a sign of a man who cooks. Yeah, but you're a busy man. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I wish I was busy, man. I, I honestly did. That's the thing. Like, I've been sat doing nothing, cooking a bit, and playing video games. And it's only in the last sort of couple of weeks that I've been like, right, I need to get my arse in gear. Yeah. How's the Except- downtime? How's the downtime been for you creatively? Have you had a chance to get much much writing done? Or are you, with, obviously, with you having just released the album, was yeah. that even a, even a, something that you've contemplated? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, we we've definitely. Um, like try to write as much as we can but like i think without putting too much pressure on ourselves because i think that's like another thing as well if you're telling yourself constantly like we've got to do it we've got to do it we've got to do it you end up just being stressed and that's not like a good place to write from all the time sometimes it yeah, is sometimes yeah. as well pressure helps but as well as that you have to like it you need to regain that headspace. Like yeah. coming out of recording a record, you, it's it's like wow, it kind of hits you hard. And like for a little while, you don't want to think about it. Yeah. And I think that's sure. where the getting out on tour and enjoying the hard work. I think like <laughs> from from what you're kind of saying, it kind of feels like um, old business, no pleasure kind of thing. Where like yeah, you're working kinda, yeah. behind the scenes, you're not seeing that you're not seeing the results of of your hard graft. It is tough to then start focusing straight on writing again, and I think everybody needs that time to come away from the studio and and just yeah. be like that that, that, time, yeah. that part of my life's done in a way. Like yeah. we've, that that section of music that's that's sort of represented who we are at that time is kind of done, and a bit of headspace there. So, yeah. like the main reason we wanted to sort of set this up is not to talk about COVID <laughs> <laughs> and the effects because yeah. you know it's it's affecting us all. But um, but yeah, it, you know. The album's the album's a fucking a ripper. Just want to get out there, man. Just want to yeah. feel it. You know what I mean. I want to. I want to. I want to go out because, mate. I'm sure you're the same. Like, 
honestly, playing a live show, it is like one of those sort of things where you just go into like a completely different mindset, a completely different mode. Your body and your your everything just goes autopilot, and the adrenaline you get is like just insane. Like. I mean, I think I maybe took it for granted. I think if that's one positive from all of this, it's like, I am never, I think like, I'm sure every band goes through it, but like, I definitely personally was, was, was teetering on being kind of jaded with things just because we've done so much and we've been doing it for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, you do lose sight of things, especially when everything goes on behind the scenes and you know, like what could have happened or what's going to happen in the future and all this. You, yeah. Your brain isn't in you, you just you not stop appreciating you're in the, it, you you're in the bubble it. yeah you're in so, the bubble of, of the band like yeah so to the outside world everything seems amazing and then they're like you, what are you on about how could you possibly you know feel jaded by all of this but it, but it happens yeah. it just does it um, definitely does man yeah now uh, never never ever 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 going to take this shit for granted ever again yeah. just because i've realized that i know what it does to me when i don't have it so it's, like- it's that that's the general consensus from pretty much everybody i've heard uh, you know from <laughs> not just not just people that are working in the music industry but i think the fans now as well more than ever when it first kind of kicked in you know there's that certain period where you, you maybe don't quite miss gigs that much but then after a for as a, as a music goer but as time's gone on my God, I tell you what, I watched the the, the, la, uh, the session that you guys did of yeah. the tracks from the new album on YouTube today. Yeah. And every single time I'm watching live music of late, I'm just like, my God, get me to a gig. Just yeah. absolutely anything. And so I think as, as much as you, as, as like the people making the music, yeah, definitely. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. my God, the fans are ready. I get my kids yeah, to dude. expel. Shows, man. So excited. And like people are just going to see a gig go on sale and like know that it's definitely going to happen and just... Yeah, they're gonna fly. So, yeah, man, I I can't wait. And and festivals and that too, man. Like oh, we missed yes. out on playing with Rage at Leeds, at Reading, at Reading and Leeds this year. Man. Like, <laughs> we were on the same day as Rage, and ah, oh, oh. that was that was a bummer, man. Big big time bummer. Yeah, not but not getting not not seeing Rage and not seeing My Chem were the two biggest ones for me this year. Just like oh, we were gonna be really doing My Chem too. Really we were gonna be playing yeah. um, a show in the Ukraine and Russia with My Chem, and we've never been to either of those places. They were like massive shows. It's gonna it's gonna come round, man. It's gonna come round. And yeah. like you say, yeah. like when when gigs finally do come round, it's it's gonna be like I don't care. Like well, we've we purposefully not sort of not sort of knowing what the situation would be like, the sleep store that we're, we're going on is purposefully stripped all the way back. We, we had the intention of doing that anyway, because we just, we've, we, you know, we did, yeah, we did Brixton and we were like, we want to come all the yeah. way back. Like, and do, do, and do it like that. Cause it just makes it fun. It keeps us on our toes. I think you'll, 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 that'll suit you guys. Like that'll suit, um, like the situation though as well. Cause like, yeah. At first, it probably is going to be scaled back as well. So, like, and mate, those gigs are fucking sick as well. Yeah, the like, best. Yeah, yeah. I, I love. love yeah, I love that, man. Like when we've been to Asia and stuff like that, and we get to play like No Barrier stuff, um, yeah. where <laughs> there is literally fuck all health and safety, like absolutely <laughs> fucking none. Um, saw a bloke operate a jackhammer in sand in in flip flops. And I was just like, right, <laughs> there we go then. That says it all. All bets are off. Yeah, mate, well, we were playing all these shows and and I think most of them were about like between five and like, yeah, but between like 300 and like 
700, some of them. And there were no barrier and they were packed out and they were crazy. But then in the Philippines, we sold out like a 2000 cap venue. And that's like a pretty big venue. And the promoter was like, well, I've seen you haven't done any barrier stuff um, <laughs> on the last couple of shows. And all the kids really want you to have no barrier. And we were like... <laughs> <laughs> don't know, don't know about that. That. and but we agreed to it in the end and it was nuts it was yeah. wild. Um... yo how's it going this is ben from neck deep you're listening to the throat podcast one of the best gigs i ever went to was actually a no barrier sleep show at the plug just before silent speaks you did it in the small room yeah, the yeah, plug. yeah, yeah it was yeah. fucking but they got like ramp going up yeah, to the front like a little ramp so you can actually like jump on it and stuff yeah yeah <laughs> perfect chaos. i remember you guys doing that run of stuff i thought that was super cool like it is it's just a cool thing as well like fun to just like it's not it's not a regression if you're like choosing to do that you know what i mean i think we kind of battled with that a bit like we were like oh but we don't want to seem like we're we're like not doing big shows anymore. And then it eventually yeah. was just like, obviously that's not the case. You don't go from bloody Brixton to, I don't know, wherever. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen. We're so, we're, we're, we're so stoked on it, man. Yeah. yeah it's going to be, it'll be, it'll loads be loads of fun. Loads a of fun. lot of fun. So like Ben, just getting down to sort of the throat side of the podcast and, and kind of why we're starting it. Like, cool. I don't know. Have you, have you ever sort of suffered quite badly with your voice um we've spoken to a few people that like some some dudes and girls like don't even warm up some do like extensive warm-ups some you know everybody's situation is completely different you know mine i'm not going to bore everyone with it because everyone probably know from listening anyway (laughs) i just wondered like have you personally ever gone through any sort of trouble with your voice and if so (laughs) Do you, did you know what it was about? Have you ever, you know, the whole thing? Have you yeah. ever had any training? Um, early days. Yeah. Early days, man. I was like, and and I say early days, like probably for the first three, four years of being in a band, maybe a bit longer. Um, I would probably have like a couple of good shows and then I would just suffer for the rest of tours and it would suck, man. Like, um, but a lot of that was down to, um, I think early, early days was like, I was still smoking ciggies and just wasn't, didn't have a <laughs> yeah. clue what I was doing with my voice. Um, and I've seen a couple of vocal coaches over the years. Um, and I didn't really get a whole bunch from them. I felt like I sort of picked up little bits, but it wasn't like I went and it was immediately like, oh my God, I can sing now. It took me like applying those little snippets and getting it wrong a bit more and experimenting a bit to figure out what it was. Um, And yeah, once it kind of just clicked and I figured it out, I was like, oh, sick, I can go a whole tour without hurting my voice now. And um, it was just all down to technique and just repetition and stuff like that. Um, But I've never had anything too serious i've had uh i think the worst i ever had it was um in australia we were in australia and i i think it was all the flying and yep definitely yeah. with a bit of partying and just whatever but you're mate, gonna party you're in australia you know what i mean yeah exactly <laughs> it has exactly. to happen it, it's paradise mate it is literally it, like it's ace in it yeah it's it's britain in the sun but like better <laughs> it's 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 like my favorite place in the world so there's no way Same, that I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. have a few beers after a show but like Oh, mate, I woke up in Brisbane one morning and, like, just couldn't talk. I had, like, two what felt like golf balls in my throat. And 
I literally just had to sleep and drink like liters and liters and liters of water, yeah. ginger, honey, just getting anything I could in me. And fuck knows how I made it through that show, but it was it was really, really, really tough. And yeah, that was the worst I can remember it being. And I think from that point, I was like, right, I kind of need to take it seriously because I was on tour with Derek from State Champs, who is one of these people who is just a freak of nature and doesn't warm up, doesn't do anything. Oh, I hate those guys. Parties, whatever. I know, and he's literally just perfect every night. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, I have one beer and my voice is like shitting itself. So. Oh, that's good to know. That's good to know. I'm I'm like the same as that. Like it really <laughs> yeah. affects me. And we've the people that we spoke, we so so far we spoke to Drew from Straight from the Path. Um Andrew, Andrew Newfield from Comeback Kid. Um, we spoke to Rob from Don Bro- uh, Bronco. Don, Bro- Don Broco. Broco. Yeah. And can never say that. One of them, every single one of them is just like, yeah, just sing and it comes out. Rob was like, I've learned it the hard way. I've struggled a little bit and had like, he's been seeing Melissa Cross when they last played Warp Tour because he had some like, he had like a tricky situation. But like Andrew and, and Drew from Stray and Comeback Kid, Surprisingly, they've got like quite like heavy, like distortion. But they were like, um, Drew from Stray was just like, I literally go into the bathroom and shout for 15 seconds and then I'm straight out on stage. Yeah. (laughs) And Andrew, Andrew kind of said the same. He was like, I've like messed around with some warm ups. And but this like, situation was quite unique in that he's in Comeback Kid and Sights and Sounds, and one of them's like a screamer voice, and the other one's like an ethereal angel voice. Like, yeah, it's very different techniques. Yeah, but, but. yeah that's, the, that's the thing. Like, I don't think I'm a natural like singer by by any means. Like, I can sing in tune, and, and I can... But I think my thing is just, like, I like writing music and writing melodies and whatever, but it definitely took me a long time, man. Like, and... I think now that I've got my technique down, I can get away with a couple of beers, maybe a little smoke after a show, something like that. Like, not too bad as long as I'm not hammering the life out of it. And I find as long as I stick, as long as I stick to like one drink and just a couple of them, it's not too bad. I find it's when I start drinking like lots of like liquor and all that sort of stuff. Like that's when I get like bad. That fucks me up. But um, red wine's not too bad red wine apparently is kind of good for your voice yeah this is the thing this is the thing and like a lot of people don't realize it so anyone who's listened to the other podcasts that we've done i'm gonna hack on about it again so you're gonna have to sit through (laughs) this for a second um it a lot of it comes down to acidic diet so we you noticing so initially the australia thing not that i know everything because i don't but just from what i've sort of information i've gathered the Australia thing could have been a few things, like obviously the flight and the recycled air. And then, mm. you, like, was it hot when you were in Australia? Was it there, like, wintery yeah, season? Yeah, December. We were there in the summer, I think, yeah. Yeah, so then that could have been the fact that it's dry and, and like, and, and really hot versus air conditioning. That's another thing. And then, like, just it being hot in general, you've got to, like, overcompensate, like you said you did with, like, the rest and, like, the plenty more fluids because yeah. your body your body's done, like, a full weight change from what you're maybe used to getting on a flight, doing all that stuff, and you're probably practicing before that. So, it like, it can hit quite hard. And then, again, like you say, with, like, the beer and, like, that is like an acid reflux type thing. And that's why red wine probably seems better for you because um, like there was one Christmas where when I had my first surgery and the hospital, like it's like, if you're going to drink, if maybe have a couple and drink, just try and drink red wine because it's not fizzy. 
And it's, you yeah. know, it's not great for your voice, but it's a lot less acidic. So by the time it's reacting with your stomach acid, it's better for you than drinking other things like, like whiskeys or, so how many or beer. Yeah. So I just, instead of drinking pints, I just drunk pints of red wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm the same. I'll, I'll, I'll have a glass, I'll have a glass, a pretty big, pretty big glass of red wine before I go on stage just to like loosen me up a bit. But I've, I've figured that as well, like, because it's not dead cold as well is another reason why I don't, because I've done that before where I've warmed up and gone through a process of warming up, drinking tea and all this shit. And then I've gone and swigged a load of ice cold water and I'm like, fuck have I just done there? And that, and again, you have to kind of rewarm up and because otherwise you, your vocals just, they, they, it kind of shocks it really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, now I've kind of got like, I've got a little routine. It's not like strict. I'm not like, I have to do these exact warm ups and, and all this and that. Um, but again, and it's just sort of stuff I've picked up off other vocalists and stuff as well. Like, um, but the, the craziest one actually, and I don't know if anyone who has been on the show has, has said this, and I don't even know if this works. I, I reckon it's either complete placebo or I, I urban, mean, urban it's legend. Right. <laughs> it's the, yeah. have, you, have you, have you, have you heard of the, the gummy bear drink? The melted yes. gummy bear drink? Yeah. Yes. Ah. It's, it's Beyonce. Yes, exactly. That's what I was told. Um, I started doing it on like, I think our last um, headline tour. And I don't really know if it, does what, right, we're back, I mean, back. What, 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 what the fuck so, is this? Well, I'll let Ben, I'll let ben explain. Yeah, I'll let Ben on. explain. So, yeah. yeah, so you basically um, just get like a handful of gummy bears or whatever. It has to just be like just gelatin, basically. And you make like a gummy bear like syrup drink. So you just yeah. melt right. gummy bears and it is literally like the sweetest, most sugary. And it, if anything as well, like the sugar probably gives you a bit of a boost on stage as well. Yeah. 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 Well, funnily enough, one of the, one of the mad ones I remember seeing, I was watching uh, Jason, who's the lead singer of, it was all us on drugs, but now it's all us in love. And this guy would go out on stage with a full bottle of honey. And between every time he had a little break in yeah. between singing, he'd just chug a bit of that. Line his throat just, in between just honey. Yeah. straight honey just like the squeezy tube one and yeah. you do that in between every break he had just like line his throat I've, I've, done, yeah. I've done all of it I've oh, done yeah. all of it I heard a rumour <laughs> I'm a big Lamb of God fan I heard a rumour that Randy Blythe um, would have like watermelon just like thick crushed watermelon juice and he would have like a bottle of that and it's it's, it's all for the same thing basically because when you're swallowing uh, food or food and drink it never actually comes in contact with your larynx it, when you swallow it covers up the pipe where you would yeah you've got your you make your sound it? yeah and and then you swallow it tips it all behind so it never comes in contact with it but the 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 gummy bear drinks and the like sweet thing is just for sort of the top half of that and i think what it does it's just a nice sugary coating for the throat so it when so it just it, 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 it soothes it and it, it makes you know when the air's going smooths through the, i feel like it smooths it out that's why i yeah. imagine it and it just like it, it just feels yeah. nice it just yeah. feels a lot like it soothes and it feels feels pretty nice I'm kind of like i don't know if it works but like since i've started doing it but then again, since I started doing that, I do I do have a few other things as well. Like what I take with me on stage, I'll take like a room temp water. Has to be room temp water. That's like me being proper diva as well. And I'm like, <laughs> temp, That's not really that yeah. diva. No, <laughs> I want a no, bottle of warm water, all right? Um, but um, the best the best tea as well that I find for your throat is um, 
the uh, traditional throat medicinals, coat. throat coat. Just the, the, I can't find it in the UK, so I end up taking <laughs> just bags of it home with me for America. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's originally an American drink, so we don't get it here. The closest thing we have over here is like um, the yoga teas. Okay. Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a selection of yogurt. I think that's the nearest thing that we have. There might be something else, but the throat coats, um, I only found out about them through like touring with American bands or going to America and you can buy them in their like Walmart, which is just yeah. like, I think I need to set up a distribution company in the UK selling throat Dude, coat. Right, Ali, let's do a throat podcast yeah. tea. Yeah, like we'll do our own one. <laughs> we'll do you, our own you one. You can get into the kitchen and this Ooh. is what you have to do in the kitchen. You yeah, can, you can start your own. Through your own throat coat right. from home. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Throat coat teas coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how's it going? This is Ben from Neck Deep. You're listening to the Throat Podcast. Where did the voice come from, Ben? When did you first open your mouth and thought, oh, shit, I can, I can do this, I can sing, yeah. Uh, mate, I'm good, good at this. <laughs> yeah. I'm all right. It's possible. Um, I was a young man. It's, it came from... Yeah, let's go early. Like, yeah, when did like you that. first... It was like school? First, first, first. Oh, mate, real young. Probably like eight, nine, ten years old, but never, never to anyone. Um, yeah. It was always just me and my brother singing along to stuff. Um, and I'd always have that like weird, um, oh, I don't know, I, I don't know what the word is, but that kind of that phenomenon of like when you're listening to music and you're singing along to it and you think you're amazing. And then you turn it off, <laughs> like, I don't know about that. But there was a lot of that when I was younger. That's me, me now. Used... <laughs> That's me in the same studio. Music. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I just nailed way. that take. It was awesome. And then you I listen back, back and, and you're like, yeah. yeah, was that me? <laughs> um, but yeah, me and my brother just used to pretend to be in bands for ages, and then like, um, what were you singing? What were you singing then? We would get like baseball bats and tennis rackets and stand in my garage and put on like whatever CD we had and and just sing along to it. And um, we used to make like Slipknot masks out of beanies and that as well. And <laughs> yeah, shoelaces. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did um, the same. Yeah, yeah, shoelaces and a beanie. Went through so many beanies. Um, <laughs> But I think when I like actually started doing it uh, a bit was like my brother started uh, started being in actual bands and he was singing in bands and um, he was recording his own music a lot of the time as well. So I sort of saw how that process worked and nice. um, from there, like knowing like, oh, I could potentially like record a little EP or something with my brother. I think I just started writing little, little di- like I, I was probably about... 14 15 maybe when i started playing guitar and um just played really simple songs that i could sing along to as well and it was that like punk rock like punk rock type stuff like like blink and green day or was it Um, bits of i think seb was more in terms of like playing that sort of stuff like that's where mine and seb's styles like um kind of differ like because when he started playing guitar it was very much like blink and any any punk that he was listening to at the time and he would come in and be like yo what's this song and he'd play it and i go oh that's messed (laughs) Uh, um, yeah he was playing a lot more like punk and 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 blink and green day and power chords and i kind of went a bit more like folky around about that time when i was like 15 16 um maybe a bit younger i was like super into um like city and color is like one of like awesome my yeah three favorite artists of all time yeah um, cool me and seb were interchangeable in the 
in the Wrexham scene for a bit. And then I just became, to stop that happening, I just became known as Seb's brother for ages. So, yeah. Seb, Seb used to send me to Chester, the next town over, with a stack full of tickets and was like, go and flog them for us. I was like, I was like... You know, like yeah, they're sending little yeah. kids to deal drugs around the countryside. Now, I was like that. I was crossing county lines <laughs> for like shift tickets, like pestering like middle-aged men. Like, do you want to come to a gig? And like, no, mate. Fuck <laughs> off. Going to Marks and Spencer's. How is how is the Wrexham scene? With like that, obviously, with that being your your scene when you first kind of kick things off how, how is it over there in Wrexham Wrexham used to have a decent scene man I'm sure you guys have probably been through maybe once or twice maybe back in the day yeah, like maybe. early days probably my, my head's a shed mate I can't remember so we probably have it's, it's one of them it's like I think around it started dropping off maybe around like 2008 2009 ish around 2000 yeah. 2006 2007 you guys started like a 2006 was it you guys were like yeah but like i kind of joined in 2009 i joined sleeps oh, then okay. i was playing in like other local bands around here but they had a, a different singer at the time we were all friends but um yeah he he kind of just wanted other things and he was a bit more like oh, guys i want to learn to drive and get an house and get a job and at the time i was just like i don't give a fuck about any of those things i want to go out and party yeah, and, and scream my head off so i was just like i'll join the fucking band what you're seeing there about the timing though of like you're seeing kind of taking a bit of a, a bit of a, i noticed that around about that time a lot of the scenes especially in the towns started to take a bit of a because mm. uh, we noticed it as well in donny i remember yeah. when around about that that sort of fever that 2005 through uh, maybe maybe 2010 and to be honest with you thriving we've been the guys trying to keep that alive in 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 our local I remember, man yeah i, I, thought, thought, like, I thought you had it you you were, you were trying to get something going weren't you i thought that was super fucking cool man it, it kind of all it gave me a little thing of like hmm Wrexham, but some like Wrexham show. Donnie yeah. are maybe like a similar kind of size, similar sort of scene. Maybe. Twin size. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was one of them where it was just like, it was sick for for like five years between like 2004 and like, yeah, like 2009-ish kind of time. It was, it was such a boom in guitar music yeah. around about that time though, wasn't yeah, there? it? was, it was sick, huge. And, and you there didn't was... need to like the band. You would just go because everyone else was there. It was yeah, like you just go because the scene was strong and you knew people were going to be out there. Like I remember Sleeps once played, Sleeps once played the vintage rock bar in Doncaster where, where I'm from. We played it three times in one week once. That's <laughs> And that was when we were like, people are digging our band. But like yeah. to play uh, the same venue three times is just silly anyway. But it just so happened like two separate promoters kind of booked us. And then there was one that like we we, I don't know, it was like, we had booked in anyway. It was like our own show, and then someone crazy like Clone the Fragile or some like some old school death metal yeah, band. Yeah, they were all the bands that were coming through, mate. Well, you know, in between his episode where they smoke weed and they go to the gig, and it's fucking is it failsafe playing that show? And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, this is every venue in like 2005. Like, it, yeah, dude, it, definitely it perfectly. But it was, it was like failsafe, fake Komodo. I think our local promoter, band, yeah. Yeah, our local promoter was um, the was their manager, I think. So they were in Wrexham all the time. But um, Flood of Red was another one that was sick. Yeah. Flood of Red were like such an underrated band. I remember there was probably, it was meant to be 
Flutter Red and Penknife Love Life. Yes, oh dude. And Penknife dropped out. Yeah, and Penknife dropped out, so it was just Flutter Red. And I think my brother's band played as well, uh, who were called This New Day at the time, which was, yeah. And he was he was playing synth <laughs> and singing. And, yeah, I think, it. to a degree, you can kind of tell the bands that have made it out of that time and are still doing things because their name... Or it always feels it sounds- like while she sleeps is that name. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those, <laughs> just one of those names where like you can even bring me the horizon is kind of like. Well, it was. It was like proper thrashy, like MySpace metal, and it was meant to sound yeah. like that too. And you know, they have to be the uh, they have to be the most successful band to come out of that. that oh, for sure. That, that, that oh, time, yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Create, um, in, a way, in a lot of ways, created that created that, that whole scene. You know. Yeah, definitely, oh, definitely set the bar for like what you need to to like kind of make it, and definitely set the bar for like yeah, they did, they they totally set the bar for it. But them and Shikari, I think, were the two bands. Shikari, yeah, those two bands at the time were like the. I remember when Shikari were in the like Nike headband and definitely phase. My band, my, like, one of my old bands, supported them in that phase. I remember yeah. seeing them play at the Lead Mill in uh, no, sorry, at the the Leopard in Doncaster. We supported. Were you supporting? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was at that game. Yeah, I, I like played and then got down and like moshed hard. We probably They were the two like massive shows. I think like oh, actually, August Burns Red played an all day at one time as well, and that was like yeah for, for like. 15 year old me maybe younger was like, ah, like this bleeding out your ears like losing your mind <laughs> yeah oh who was the oh that the name of the band is it, they're a big band as well the the lead singer died in a motorcycle accident um suicide silence suicide silence who at the time were like a massive band but like even bands like that were coming through and they were getting good good shows in Wrexham, man. Like, I think Central was like a 500-cap venue. It's the whole Ghost Fest era, isn't it? Where it was a bit, there was a bit of a horror, like, image that went with the metal. It was very, like... on stage and pretend to be a bat. (laughs) You know, see, the problem we had when it came to Doncaster is, one, we didn't have anything that was around about 500-cap venue, and two, we had Sheffield 20 minutes away. So we didn't get quite as... It was... we were spoiled for choice because you could literally yeah. hop on a train and be in London in an hour and 20 minutes or yeah. Sheffield in like 20 minutes. So it was great, but we didn't get as many of those shows. Yeah, and, and when you did, sure. it was fucking great because it was just, everybody we, was coming. Well, that, that was a rarity that you'd pack it out. It was either like, you'd have the one, maybe two shows a year if you were lucky that it would like pack out. And then every other time it was like... <laughs> the same we, like maybe 30 people like, you know we've mean? got like, we've got like a, a studio game that we play like while we're recording something and it's just like someone will record something or do something and you'll be like yeah yeah you kind of that kind of right reminds me of like a, a young like a young Evita sort of style and you've got to like the, the game is just to reference the most obscure like, obscure. like old school band that, that was from like either your local area or, or that whole scene that you, you haven't heard of for years and yeah, sometimes yeah. you drop on one and it's just like and I've loved life mate you've got to drop that in on the next one you've got to the one that kind of birthed that whole thing like one time it was in the studio and someone goes yeah that kind of reminds me of like a like a young pen knife kind of riff, <laughs> you know and, and just think of those crazy bands like it, yeah it was such a weird scene there was a band from was, Sheffield oh, back then called um 
Oh, I forgot what they were called. I forgot what they were called. They were from Sheffield, but they, they used to beat each other up on stage. Like it was that, like it was like, oh, it was like the chariot, you know, the chariot. From yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah, discords yeah. and like all about the energy, throwing yourself around. Yeah. And like, there was one time I went to see him play and then like he just, the guy like rags the bass player on the floor and he's just like stamping on his head. Blood. And their eyes were bloodshot. And their eyes were bloodshot, they were called. And their eyes bloodshot. Okay, yeah, very of the time. And their yeah. eyes were bloodshot, yeah. <laughs> you can hear, when, yeah. When you yeah. were still doing Festival at Corp, and I think you had, what are they called? Is it Goddamn or Baby Godzilla? Baby Godzilla. Baby Godzilla, yes. Like, yeah. like men like throwing themselves Holy around. Holy shit, and... I saw somebody just literally jump into that mosh pit fist first. <laughs> like the biggest man I've ever seen just ran into it fist first. I'm like, um, no, no that's, a bit, that's a bit too rich for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit too thick for my blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was always like, I don't know, I, I was... I, I was I was a partial mosher. I was like, you did I think I was a bit young. I was a bit intimidated. I think because I was quite young, and I was like, mm, we'll see. And I was seeing all these lads bloody windmilling and all that. And I was just like, like a bandana around the head and like camo shorts on and like yes. you remember you remember like the Asics. Yeah. Asic yeah, sports oh, yeah. trainers. We used to have a we used to have this thing called Rebellion, which was like um, like an under 18s like like alternative night which cool. is pretty sick to be fair man like you, when you, at the time you take that you take that for granted so hard and then you look back now there's like, probably yeah, nothing like that, that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah it's mate in america like the, an alternative club night to them is like literally like a list celebrity like the newest thing because emo night in uh, la which is great like it's a great night out but like we went there and we were like this is literally face down why are there like <laughs> 4,000 people here? And why do they think it's the coolest thing ever? I was like, I went to yeah. an under-18s <laughs> version of this when I was like 30. Like, what the yeah. is going on? Yo, how's it going? This is Ben from Neck Deep. You're listening to The Throat Podcast. Are you that sort um, of guy then? Like, are you that sort of guy on a tour that like, because for me, I'm the same. Like, as soon as I come off stage... If we're support, if you're on a, if you're lucky to be on a support and you don't you like, like you've got you got thirty minutes to smash your set out, then you like get off stage, get to the back of the room, watch the headline band, mingle, get get in there, like chat, meet people. You know, are you that sort of? Also, I like searching for like in a city like a cool rock bar. You know, like yeah. to go after the show and just chill out. Usually, yeah. accidentally bump into like loads of people that have been at the show what gems have you found in cool rock bars what's your what's your like your gem that you've found both that's that's the both of you I, you've t- done the circuit you know the it's a tough one to name i usually if i'm on stage in like the states or like canada or whatever i'm usually like during the set i'm usually like so where's everyone going to party after the show <laughs> and then like get some recommendations figure out which is going to be the best option and then like is anyone up for going to like listen to some more metal <laughs> Usually Mate, in america are, like, they're a dozen man like there are a million dive bars in every city it's almost just like yeah, yeah whatever like i feel like in the uk it's more like oh there's that bar that plays that whereas america it's kind of like there's sweaty dingy bars everywhere and they're always a laugh yeah they always end up going yeah they're always great they're, we've played a few of them and they're like yeah they're sick i um, remember at one point in doncaster it was like where are we going for a bit of alternative music and at one point literally the only place you could go was walk about the dj would play a bit of thing and some pop punk on brit pop half an hour of brit pop and pop punk and then that would be it we were were a bit behind on that front for a long time (laughs) yeah yeah 
Wrexham, uh, Wrexham, well, Central was like the venue, but it was a, it was a nightclub as well. And that was like, that was kind of a similar thing, but it was the, it was the only option that me and my mates had in terms of like, it's either we go to like absolute, like literally donk an MC and like bad boy chiller crew playing in one club, which is now <laughs> and everyone loves it because it's 18 year olds and probably fucking younger going, is this what a rave's like? Is this what kills <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, so it was either that vibe or it was like you know majority of just like chart music but then like towards the end of the night they'd have like an hour and a bit of like i don't know maybe like fucking kings of leon and like a bit of blink <laughs> or something and we'd be like all right that's better than fucking just straight up happy hardcore but yeah, when, um, when they put when they put rock on the list of types of music they play, and by that they define well, we 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 played, we played last night by the Strokes, so you know yeah. what, what what more do you want? Arctic <laughs> monkeys, Arctic <laughs> monkeys, one hundred percent every single time. Yeah, about about five Arctic monkey songs back to back at the same time every Saturday. It's like right, it's it's half one. Arctic I, I, I can't fucking talk. I used to DJ these nights for Christ's sake. I'm, I'm <laughs> hey, still, we've I'm, done I'm, it a bunch I'm of times. It's a great laugh. I tell you what, though, one time we absolutely on. Oh my god, this was actually kind of. It was kind of funny, but looking back on it, I'm like, oh god, we kind of. You started that. saying it now, yeah, so you can't, can't bail on. <laughs> it was. Um, it was in. It was in Southampton, and um, creep. We were on tour with Creeper, and they were DJing a club night. Um, they were DJing a club night and we kind of crashed the night and we're like, right, yeah, we'll go down. <laughs> and we were all, we were all stood on the, uh, we were all stood at the, on the booth, whatever, all having a, all having a bev, having a good old time. And then, um, we were on sort of another band called Waster. They were, they were opening for us and they're like our mates from fucking way back. They're like yeah. our boys. And, um, Swifty there, or guitarist had to leave for like hell. He's had, he's had a, a rough time, man, but, Shout out Swifty, he is a legend. And yeah. <laughs> he's he's scouse as fuck, like proper proper scouse, like foams at the mouth, he's that scouse. And, uh, <laughs> he literally he was hammered and he got on stage and just took over the DJ booth and just started emceeing and just started like emceeing absolute nonsense, just putting on like and I'm not even joking, within about five minutes, the entire club cleared out. <laughs> and then we basically oh, went, All right, sound see you later, guys, and passed the best. <laughs> Oh. Ruin the vibe. Pretty much, <laughs> just completely <laughs> fucked the whole thing off, and yeah, but yeah, done plenty of those nights, man. They're, they're a good laugh though, like especially if it's like you're on tour or whatever. Like in Australia and shit, sometimes you get them where it's like, do you want to DJ a rock night afterwards? And you're in Australia, and you're just like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah. The the, the main question is, do I have to actually DJ? And if they're like, no, you can kind of just press play then Sam. But I, I that's the best when they're like, we'll just DJ, but can you just be there and, and tell yeah. people you're going to be there? Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, it's often the best way to work because that person knows the area, they know the club. And yeah. it's sometimes difficult when you turn up to do these like DJ sets because you don't want to, you know, I, w- I would turn up and play like stuff that I like. And for for a small portion of that crowd, it's like, yeah, they're interested to hear what you want to listen to. But for a lot of other people that are there, it just interrupts their rock night. And you're just like, yeah. I want to play, <laughs> yeah, I want to play right. this. And they're just like, oh, this isn't what usually gets played. So it's sometimes the best option for the yeah. house guy to just be like, come, 
have beers, you know, jump yeah. on the mic, do a bit of hyping. And oh, just- mate, yeah, I, I remember. Like, I I just remembered. I did that. I did that for you and Donny, and I, I I was sick. You did, you were like, yeah, mate. You don't did, worry. Yeah. You were like, just turn up. You were like, put a playlist together, turn up, and just have some beers and food. And like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bang on. Yeah, we played with Bring Me. Yeah, yeah, at the dome. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're trying one. to still keep the scene alive. I yeah, I met a few like. I had a few like really like quite enlightened. I don't know if it was just because I was hammered by the end of the night. Really <laughs> like enlightened, yeah, probably. Um, I had some really like enlightening conversations with people that night. I had it. Sick. That's good. Good. Sick. good Did you meet a guy? Did you meet a guy who was in a car accident who had one leg? He's our mate Simon. He's like, I would imagine that he would have been like, "Yo, it's really cool to meet you," and and like chomped your ear off about like music and stuff like that simon smiley's name is he's a really good lad shout out simon might have been i've got i think it was him who was telling me he's like mate you've got a platform he's like you've got a platform you've got to use it he's like, not for any of this bullshit not to sell shit he's like you can do something important and i was like oh yeah that's smiley yeah. walk away being walk away being like yeah dude i'm gonna do something as well as this <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah literally crazy time you haven't had a night out in, in vintage rock bar if you've not been sat at the end of the bar talking to smiley until the small hours of the morning definitely like, that's the standard definitely yeah. and and like this is it's this cool thing like 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 i said before like we've tried to keep our local scene going and like hopefully you know hopefully this podcast in a way can do a similar thing to young up-and-coming vocalists that like you know it, i think it's good just good for people to know that it's not plain sailing for everybody well, and you, you know like the fact that you didn't have anything when you when you first started singing all you could do was put on the music and try and sing along to it nobody was telling you here's how you do this here's how you warm up properly here's how you prepare your throat so that you don't do any damage but now there's a lot more opportunity for people to actually find that information yeah and just just the thing of like oh like a just just finding a place like a hub where i could like grow that confidence and like talk to people who obviously that's completely different now but at the time i was just like jamming out of a garage trying to play punk rock covers and i was just an angsty teen that wanted to get stuff off my chest and it was a good good way of getting rid of that negative energy if you like and that's what it was for me and i still have that now where like and it kind of leans towards what you were saying about the lockdown situation and stuff. Like a lot of the time for musicians to get up on stage, especially when it's energetic bands like, like, like ours, it's, yeah. it's a really good workout and it's, it clears your head. It lets yeah. you let go of negative energy. And like in the lockdown, I've had to like really push myself to like maintain like a workout regime and stuff like that, because it genuinely makes me feel good. And that's exactly what it was like for me when I was a kid, it was just the outlet. But like you say, there was nowhere I, I couldn't just jump online or jump on a podcast and listen. How to stream. It'd be a yeah, case of like maybe yeah. trying to find a book or someone local like who was probably in a choir or something that would be <laughs> like, oh, I can teach you certain things. And like, hey, the first, the first, um, the first vocal coach I ever went to was like really, really, really early days in AD. Maybe like after our first or second tour where it was like, I'm fucked. And it literally yeah. was like a lady in a choir. And I was kind of like, you're lovely, but. This is yeah, same, same. I think yeah, that's, it's not it's not the thing. You kind of need someone who who, who kind of gets it, and and that's the thing, man. Like, I think as well, if a lot of people, I think maybe what deters a lot of people, and kind of maybe what draws people in at the same time to like singing specifically, like I think I started singing because. I didn't feel confident enough to play the guitar, but I was like desperate to do something in a band. Likewise, and I just gave it a go, and and I think like 
while that can draw people to it as well, some people I think go, oh, I want to be in a band, but I can't sing. And it's like, I genuinely believe that like anyone can sing. You can teach yourself to sing to a decent standard. Some people are just naturally better. Well, let's take Idols at the moment, for example. That's, it's punk as, it's punk, man. And that is getting it off your chest and that's still doing, I think, I think the, the, what you're trying to say, Ben, if I'm right, is it's like, that's why that's why the genres that we sort of move around and move through, like like Blink One Eight Two, for example, like their Mate, stereotypes. They were so bad. Songwriting, like, songwriting, and stuff like that. It wasn't about that. It was more about the community that they had around they, them and the fact that it they were never that good. But they didn't fucking care. One of the most like um, kind of eye opening and like kind of sort of like just like oh cool moments that I, uh, I, I had recently or it was a couple of years ago i watched a live stream of um i think it was rock am ring or rock am park one of them and it was foo fighters headlining but i was watching a live stream of that and it was foo fighters headlining and dave Grohl's voice was absolutely fucked he could barely talk, could anything, and I'm sat there. But the way they handled it was so sick. He was literally just like, right, my voice is fucked. You guys need to sing for me. I'm going to try my best, but, you know. And he didn't, like, he didn't, like, sing and fuck up and kind of go, like, and was, like, visibly uncomfortable and, like, embarrassed. He just rocked yeah. it the whole time. And then he would swap with Taylor every couple of songs, mm. and they would play, like, Queen's covers, and he would play drums, and Taylor would go out and sing, and they just handled it so well. But I thought, like, oh, my God, if even a dude like Dave Grohl, who is, like, the guy, like, he, Dave Grohl is, like, the the most sort of influential, one of the most influential musicians of our generation. Yeah. And talented musicians of our generation. If he can go out there in front of like a hundred thousand people and his voice be absolutely fucked, then it's like, then it can happen to me and I don't have to feel shit about it. And I mm. can, and, and I can like live with it a bit easier now. So like knowing that it happens to the best, to the best of us. Definitely. Yo, how's it going? This is Ben from Neck Deep. You're listening to the Throat Podcast. Early days of us going out, someone sort of, we, we got to know Cancer Bats and people were saying like, not that we like sound the same or anything like that, but they were like, your sort of, your ethic, your work ethic, the kind of punk DIY side of sleeps is very, very similar to how Cancer Bats operate. Mm. And so we got to know them and like got on with them really well, met them at like a slam dunk years back. You did that joint headliner too. And then eventually we toured and stuff like that. And like one of the things he said to me was like, you can get so het up about the fact that your voice is not healthy and it's not going to work on this show. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's messed up and it's, it's not working right. But what's the point? You're only ever going to go out there and do your best. And it's the dwelling on it. There's no point coming off stage. Like I've come off stage so many times being so like upset. Do you know what I mean? Like so frustrated and angry at myself for the performance I've given and the frustration of like, I don't know why it's doing this. Uh, But but then also the other side of it where I'm like, I know exactly why it's doing this. I got absolutely hammered. Why did I do that? (laughs) Don't dwell on it because that stress of dwelling on it will only then carry to another day. That stuff then, as soon as you come off that stage with that show, it's behind you. So let go of it. Being able to realize that like anxiety over that sort of thing can actually manifest as a physical problem. Because you've got stress in your head, it's been stress on your, you know, on your body to actually. Hundred percent. And you try and overcompensate. Yeah. Well, how how do you break that that vicious circle then? How do how do you use break? Well, exactly that. Like I, I think the more shows you play, you learn. 
to leave that bad show behind you. Like as a as a group of as a group of dudes and and also musicians, there's been times where we've had horrendous times. Like even at even at like last year was it at All Points East? Um, you were there. I was there that show. Um, awesome lineup. Like like we were we were so like ready to play the show. Um, all of our in ear monitors were non-existent. So there were bits where like it would kick in and I've like gone to do the vocal and like, oh, like completely missed the thing because my ears have messed up and completely missed, you know, like when there's a gap in the, a gap in the, in the, in the music and it's that, it's like it's that like vocal part that is like your one bit that you have to do. The rest of it, you could probably chuck out there, but that's the bit you got to do. Or that's whatever. the bit. And like, I, I, practically had a nosebleed out of that. Like, but the thing is, everybody had the same show. Mm. And like, we all came off and we were so angry. And it was like, there were no one to really be angry at. And it's just that, you get that pent up thing and you've got to let go of it. Like if everybody has bad shows, like Ben was just saying then, everybody has bad shows, learn to let go of it. Because there's no, you're only there to do your best and enjoy yourself at the end of the day. We all like, had a bad weekend all points east as well. You had a bad show. I got hit by a car after it. So. <laughs> you got hit by a car? Yeah, I did. What's I worse though? I mean, <laughs> having a bad show is really bad, man. I'd rather You know, you got hit by a car. Yeah, I did. Yeah, literally, literally got, it was, luckily it just clipped me and kind of knocked me over the ground. It wasn't full blown, like head over heels over a car. But yeah, I woke up in a hotel room the next day with very little recollection of how I got there, covered in cuts and bruises. That was um, an eventful festival. And, And since then, pretty much since then, we've both been not drinking because... We're getting too old and we can't remember things. Exactly. We're getting hit by fucking cars. <laughs> we're getting hit by cars and being... I'm the same with the Biss, man. I don't know if it's like... Like, sometimes yeah, I, I, I do like I do think, like, you know, people can be generally forgetful, but then other times I'm like, oh, my God, I have absolutely mashed my brain up. I've just fucking brain stew up there because I will just forget fucking the, the, the stupidest shit. Um Oh, it's good to know that it's not just me. There's a lot of similarities in this conversation that I've been like, yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to knock it on the head too, man. Like through lockdown, I was smoking like just crazy amounts. And it got to a point where I was like, this is just not good for anything. Like again, and like I said, with the with the eating vegan and stuff and, and it's just moderation, man. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Like the second you start abusing anything is when it's just all going to go out the window. And definitely, yeah, I've definitely uh, come like, had that realization and i think again this kind of ties into the whole thing of like a bad show and like bad times in life and a bad show and just dealing with adversity and tough times in general like so much of it is about mentality and so much of it is just about like you'll beat yourself up for 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 so long but there will come a point and again i think this point for me recently has come along in like the last couple of weeks where i've kind of just gone it passes and you kind of realize and you have these moments of clarity where you go like oh yeah right that's what i'm meant to be doing right that's how i get my ass in gear right that's how i sort my voice out or that's how i you know get over that bad show or that's how i you know just just fix things man like it, it is just it is just like having a healthy mental attitude towards things is like the key to all of it you, you, yeah. you get a healthy perspective on any adversity or, or at least you just start giving a bit more power to those those healthy kind of uh, habits and, and things start falling into place man. even just acknowledging the toxic yeah. habits is enough to really 
put you on the right path to, to start yeah. right, oh shit, I think this might be becoming a problem. And then just letting that, letting that fester sometimes, actually going, do you know what? That doesn't make me feel good. But not everything in life can. And sometimes yeah. you have to let that shittiness fester to actually yeah. enact change in your mm, life. Yeah. So yeah, from everything from yeah, quitting drinking to having a bad show. Yeah. Like, you kind of have <laughs> yeah. to live with that like that anger and that frustration and that kind of like confusion to then flip it on its head and, and go, you know, that's past me now and I can only change what, what I do going forward. And yeah. So it's interesting, interesting to me then. So is there any of like what you've just spoken about in that sort of last couple of minutes, all distortions are intentional. Is that, is that a way of saying that? Is that like sometimes yeah. you want, you want that distraction almost? They the- happen for a reason. Yeah, man. Like you go through the shit for a reason. All distortions, they're intentional. You're, you're meant to, Things are meant to get a little blurry from from time to time. You're not you're not meant to know where you're going all the time. Sometimes yeah, you kind of have to be led there, and sometimes you kind of get led down a down a dark alley at one point, you know. But maybe that's the <laughs> hey, I'm fucking metaphors here, right? Listen, sometimes you have to get led down a dark alley, but that ends up being a shortcut. You know what I mean? The shortcut is through the dark alley, but that's how you that's get. That's fucking brilliant. I'm gonna get that tattooed, Ben. You think I'm gonna get that tattooed? <laughs> yeah, but that, that's true, man. Like that's where I think I, uh, you know my head's been there throughout this whole lockdown. It's just like I've, I think I've just been stuck in this negative kind of mindset in general, funk. and in like, a funk. Yeah, just in a, yeah, just in a funk, and just not really knowing what to do about it. And ultimately, I think like just listening to listening to the positive voice or listening to that voice that you in your head that you've kind of been blocking out for a long time again yes. even if it's it, you know relating it back to like the vocal thing and that when you say like oh i don't know why i've had a bad show but in the reality you fucking know why you've had a bad show <laughs> you know why it is you fucking know but you ignore that but you kind of got to listen to that and you got to listen to the people around you who love you and and yeah that's yeah, just you know definitely I, yeah it's just it's just all you know everyone's just constantly growing and and um professionally and personally and i just think like that's i don't know it's just a beautiful thing about life man like when you come out of the other side of being in a funk it's like i'm not completely fucked it's sick like i'm i feel like myself again yeah i think a big part of it as well is um like i think every member of sleeps has gone through it you know what i mean like it's not it's not just down to like you feeling odd. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody goes through that same thing. And I think it's just about that realization of like other people deal with it differently. Everyone has a slightly different sense and a different feeling of that same thing. But all those things, like it's, I think it's becoming more and more apparent in like today's society. But I think that's just because people are realizing they're not necessarily on their own. And I think that the alternative music scene is a big help in that way do you know what i mean and the i think community that, that's there in the alternative the community that's there and what it provides they're, they're really supporting you know i think we all other. everyone in that like metal rock pop punk punk rock scene like that all those things they feel a bit like like an outsider well that's something i've been like battling with i think is like i think i i personally think i i, I was making the mistake maybe on the last record of like maybe pushing or pursuing like um more like more success out of our world and then i think over the course of lockdown i've kind of gone no 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 you had it all wrong 
your success is in this world. Like this is what you've got to grab onto. And like, you can still be a band for 40 years and never get played on the radio, but still play fucking amazing shows and have the Definitely, most amazing yeah. life. And like, I think I kind of lost sight of that a bit. Again, like maybe playing into what I was saying earlier, like maybe just a bit jaded and a bit like, ah, oh, just kind of too focused on like wanting more progress and 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 not kind of focusing on what we had and like rather yeah, than like bas- basking in what you've got and how good that is you're striving yeah. but but yeah you, you you're pushing the bar and pushing the bar and pushing yeah. the bar and almost sort of maybe losing it. sight and living in the now a bit you know exactly. as, as yeah. like you end up chasing your own tail really it's yeah. it's just that's, like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. really you i think i'd say that's really universal across the whole of the music industry yeah. when i first started out on radio which i ended up completely in by accident as soon as i got onto the bbc the like i get the job at the, at the bbc because i do it so i'm on radio sheffield and the first thing everybody's saying to me is like oh radio one next and i'm like well can i do fucking can i fucking do this first please <laughs> you know before yeah. you start having ridiculous expectations of where i'm gonna end up in a career like this is my job and i get to sit and listen to shitloads of music now yes. fair enough hugh stevens gets paid a lot more than me <laughs> but i don't give a shit because you know I'm, I, I, I sit at home and listen to music and there's I'm, not i'm really not working in an office yeah you know i'm not in, <laughs> i'm not in, i'm playing music for people like yeah man just just appreciating what you have is like just yeah that was the that was the what a big thing for me and i think like you know anyone who's out there it, it starting a band or anything and it, and and i've given people this advice but i don't take my fucking own advice yes, all the time like, likewise yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. man just be happy with what you have like i started neck deep with the intention of of if i get to play one show i'll be stoked that's and it from yeah. there like obviously things grew and and whatever and and and, and that's great but like sometimes i I've been trying to get back into like that mentality of just like, let's be fucking happy. We've got what we got boys. Cause we've got something good and there's nothing to be balked at. We don't need to, we don't need to get played on bloody primetime radio one to be successful. Like we've had a, we've had a bloody good ride and we've still You're got killing a lot of it, anyone, anyone who is playing any amount of shows and is putting out music is fucking killing it. Like that's all you've got to be doing. It, like if it makes you happy, and you're happy with where you're at, you're killing it. That's that's what you need to win. Well, beautiful. I think that's a great place to leave it. Yeah, there. definitely. Just want to say thank you so much for like jumping on the call and being a part of this new podcast. And yeah, once again, congrats on the new album, man. ADI, it sounded absolutely mint. Do you know what? Pushing Daisies, it's just a fucking corker of a track but that, thank you man yeah that's oh, the man. that's my yeah. fave as well yeah. it's definitely my comfort you know when you listen to an album you're just i think i'm just gonna play that one again actually i'm really <laughs> yeah, particular yeah album. yeah i really oh, like that one so no. and, and looking looking forward to fucking seeing you at a gig as well yeah yeah, Likewise, think, yeah absolutely yeah, um thanks for having me on man like safe bro safe well i think it's going to be really interesting for people to sort of almost collect these podcasts that are aspiring to sing they'll hopefully give a bit of guidance to people that are starting out starting out yeah i that i can to anyone who is who is uh you know wanting to be in a band or wanting to sing or anything step one is just fucking doing it and if you don't think you're very good play into it play into the fact that you're not very good and it'll all click into place at some point um and yeah keep listening to this podcast i'm sure you'll pick up some tips along the way and that'll be yeah yeah just just uh drink loads of tea drink loads of water look after your voice and just love your uniqueness and 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 you know revel in that rather than trying to sound like anyone else or trying to be perfect because perfection isn't always the best thing 
Yeah. Excellent. Couldn't have said it better myself, Beautiful. man. Honestly, that's that. that was inspiring not. stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, getting emotional. I feel, I feel invigorated. Well, Loz is getting a tattoo of my uh, my my philosophical alleyway thing. Remind, um, remind me of that, and I'll yeah, get it done. Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> life no, might lead you down a dark. Life might lead you down a dark alleyway, but it might turn out to be a shortcut. But it might turn out to be a shortcut. There you go. That's it. Cool band name. It's, it, it's a long time. That's a 2006. That's like, and they will know about it from the And I will get there through the, through the alleyway that is a shortcut. I don't know. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a MySpace band name in there somewhere. There is. All right, dude. Thank you so much once again. No worries, guys. Anytime. Yeah, amazing. I've, yeah, I've had a good laugh. Thanks, boys. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, thank yeah, you, man. It's been a great so chat. Yeah. This is Ben from Neck Deep, and you're listening to the Throat Podcast. I'm, if this even makes it in, I'll be surprised because I'm sending this to Loz the day before. But you know me, I'm a tip, but enjoy the podcast. It's a banger. Sick. <laughs>